Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys. Need I say more? Let's dive right in. Go! Waves, an NFL confidence pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. <laughs> Could you drag that out any longer? Probably. I thought about it. I thought about it. I can. <laughs> Next week, I will. You probably could. I believe that. (laughs) Uh, It is week six of the NFL, and we are breaking down every single NFL game. We have our first buys of the season heading into this week, which we will get in a little bit more. Thank goodness for some of them. (laughs) Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) Thank goodness for some of them. But before we jump into all of this week's action, all those crazy matchups that you mentioned, we've got two right off the, not right off the um, start of the weekend because they're actually later in the weekend, but just right off the cuff, we've got two incredible games that we're looking forward to. Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, so many more this weekend. We're excited to dive into all that and more. But first, let's take a look back. How did we do in our confidence pool league, Robert? Well... Unfortunately, I'm starting to sound like a broken record here. We did not win the Buko Bucks. Boo. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. But we are going to win them in week six. We actually didn't do that bad. We're getting a little better. We're still right in the middle of the pack, which is not where we want to be. It's not where we're used to being. But we went nine and seven for a total of 89 points. Uh, Our... Arch nemesis for last weekend with picks. Vince went seven and nine. So he did a great job. He oh, really put up. Nice. Yes. He did a great job. He put up quite the fight. But uh, from now on, let's leave the picking to the uh, professionals here at Making Waves. And I think, you know, <laughs> goes without saying that uh, he could, he could, uh, he could hey, use some lessons good, for Vince. Making Waves. You did good, Vince. You done good, Vince. You done good. Uh, we would love to have you on the podcast at some point later this year to, to talk some football, you and Maddie both. But yeah, I wanted to, to let everyone know that we went nine and seven, Vince went seven and nine. Uh, the games that we missed were Broncos, don't even get us started, and Thursday night against the Colts, just like we predicted. Oh, I'm going to be getting started later in this podcast. I think it goes without saying that we both are going to be getting started big time with both of those uh, jokes of teams. Uh, we missed the Packers, and we're always, I think I can speak for my co host that we're always happy to miss when we pick the Packers. Shout out to Eli and the Colorado G-Men. We missed them in London at at a confidence of 10. We missed the, uh, we missed the Lions at one. Don't even get me started on that joke of a team. I've got a lot to say about them today and they're not even playing. They're not even playing. I think their bye came at a perfect time. So I'm going to let my co-host trash her own team. I'm going (laughs) to leave that to her this week. Uh, We missed the Seahawks at five. We missed the Dolphins at 13. Thanks for nothing, Jets. They are now 3-2. and two. How is that possible? I don't know. We missed the Jags at 11. And finally, we missed the Rams at 3. Cooper Rush for MVP. I don't know. We'll be definitely be talking about him later on in the episode. So overall, we're in 16th place. We have a total of 377 points. The leader is at 444. So still within striking distance. 
We are yet to have an amazing week, but I have a feeling that it is coming very, very shortly for this squad here at Making Waves. All right. I hope so, because we are almost at the halfway mark of the NFL's regular season, so we got to kick it into high gear. Yes, we do. Yes, and that starts with week six. So looking ahead to week six, all of the injuries that we have to take into consideration, I have decided moving forward that I'm only going to list the new injuries from the past weekend because there's been a lot and there still are a ton. So I'm going to try and whiz through this as quickly as possible. First up, we've got James Conner. He had a rib injury. He left the game and is questionable for week six. So we'll want to monitor that for the Cardinals. Traylon Burks, I missed this one, but on Saturday, actually, they placed him on IR with a toe injury, so he should be out for the next couple of weeks. Baker Mayfield has been seen walking in a walking boot after that game, after their loss on Sunday. Nobody really knows what happened to him. I don't know that he's going to be continuing to play. There's no like real reports on him beyond just people have been seeing, seeing him in a boot. T. Higgins had an ankle injury. He is questionable for this upcoming weekend. Dalton Schultz had a knee injury. He is also questionable. If you're noticing a pattern, there are a lot of questionable guys this coming weekend. Teddy Bridgewater, he is a concussion people. And (laughs) he is questionable for this weekend. And if you'll remember, Tua Tagovailoa is also still questionable for this weekend. Nice pronunciation. Hey, thank you. You're welcome, uh, Mrs. Tagovailoa. And if neither of them play, they Teddy Bridgewater left like the first play of the game this past week. And the backup, the third string quarterback's name is Skyler Thompson. Sorry, Skyler, never heard of you. He played the rest of the game. Obviously, they lost. Um, and I'm eating my words, pants around my ankles, because I said again, the Jets are not going to beat the Dolphins. And I said, if they do, then we'll talk about Zach Wilson. But apparently, I got to talk about Zach Wilson. I don't know. We'll get into that later. Uh, He would play this weekend if they were out. And we have Tyreek Hill, another big blow for the Miami Dolphins. He has a foot injury. He left in the fourth quarter, didn't return. He is still questionable for this weekend as well. Ooh, something's in the water in Miami. Something is in the water. That's obviously a lot of big pieces that you're missing. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. He has a hamstring injury. He is very doubtful for this upcoming weekend. Nelson Aguilar, also with a hamstring injury, he is a little bit, they're a little bit more optimistic about him, but as we've seen with other players, hamstring injuries often have them out for a couple weeks at a time. Chris, you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation of this one. Olave, the new rookie for the Saints. Yes, Chris Olave, very nice. Olave, okay, nice. He is also a concussion people, questionable. I saw that play. That was actually kind of scary. He smashed his head and was laying there for a while. Man, those all those brain injuries, they're super scary. Yes, they are. Concussion people, we don't like hearing about that. We don't like hearing about that, especially because we've had a few of our own. <laughs> yes, you've been a concussion people multiple times, and I also was a concussion people in college. So yeah, and I had to lie to you about you getting a CAT scan. <laughs> yeah, that's a conversation for another day, but man, oh man, what a terrible night. <laughs> uh, this one you're not going to like very much. Saquon Barkley is questionable with a shoulder injury. He left for a little bit in this past weekend against the uh, Packers, but he returned. So hopefully that bodes well for his return this upcoming weekend. Okay. Nick Bosa has a groin injury. Youch. <laughs> I can't speak to that much, but I imagine that doesn't feel so good for a gentleman. 
Speaking from speaking from experience, youch <laughs> to say the least. Youch, uh, he is questionable. And then the final one, Rashad Penny, a very large and serious injury. He fractured his tibia. He has suffered a season-ending injury. He is out, but that means Kenneth Walker, go green, is going to get his debut as the lead running back out in Seattle. Go white. Hey, go green, go white. Uh, that's all I have for the injuries. I tried to breeze through that as quickly as possible, but happy to touch on any more as needed through our confidences. Wait, that was it? That was, that it. was only like that was only like two. Yeah, that was <laughs> good point. Not, like, not a I'm lot. Like, yeah, at all. that's it. I'm done. I just spent eight minutes talking about injuries. Five five hours later, and that <laughs> is it from the injury side of things. <laughs> So yeah, not much to consider at all. Week six, there's also all those other injuries that have already happened that I didn't include in this report. So we got to consider all that when we're making our choices this week. But without further ado, I think it's time we dive into what, what we've chosen. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. So as we mentioned before, we have some buys this weekend. We have four teams on buys. We have the Texans taking a buy this week. Titans, Raiders, and a team which shall not be named. <laughs> My Wait, which, boys. Which team? <laughs> My boys, the Lions. And honestly, you know what? I'm glad that they have a bye this week because they need to sit in a timeout and think about what they have done. <laughs> honestly, after last weekend, they deserve a, a two week timeout, I'd say. They at do the very minimum. And I am taking this weekend as a timeout from being a fan. As you can see, I'm not wearing any Lions gear. I'm not planning on it this weekend because I'm extremely unhappy with them. It was just an embarrassing performance. So does that mean when you come to Chicago uh, with Nick in about a month for the Bears-Lions game, you will not be wearing your Lions gear into Soldier Field? Is that what you just said? No. Uh, So this coming up weekend when we're on a bye, I will probably not wear my Lions gear just because they deserve a little punishment from me. Mm. But obviously once they return from the bye, I'll be back full gear, repping completely. I just am a very... um, I feel like most Lions fan fans are like very harsh fans. Like throughout the game, <laughs> I'm like Jared Goff, you fucking bum! Like I'm just yelling at him the whole explicit, time. Explicit, explicit, explicit. I I tried to bleep it out a little bit. I said, but that's still yeah. <laughs> we're still non-explicit. Arse, ass, ah, arse, ass coming out of my arse. <laughs> no, um, but I, I just yell at him the whole time. Understandable. I feel like most diehard fans do the exact same thing. And it's something about Lions fans that no matter what the team puts y'all through, no matter what happens, the Lions always are able to get you to just come crawling back to them. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the passion that the Lions fans have. I, I don't like to talk about Lions or anything when it comes to that team too uh, lovingly, but the fans, you got to give them respect because they're always, they're always there and they're always there. They're always invested, and that, uh, yeah. that goes without saying. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, this week I am not, though. They're on a bye. They need to think about what they've done. And I'm going to stop talking about them because they don't even deserve my time right now. After yeah. that horrific performance, shut out I, by the freaking Patriots. Are you kidding me? I'm sure I'll be talking about them a little later on this episode. Oh, I have no doubt. So uh, we will move right along. Make sure we leave all the time for you to just continue to trash my boys. And we'll Please, start with man. me, I don't know, trashing your boys. Thursday night, 8.15 p.m., the Washington Commanders taking on the <clears throat> Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. No, I, well, I don't have a ton to say for this game beyond 
I recognize that you are my best friend. And I recognize that the past several weeks we have chosen my team quite frequently. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Even if we maybe shouldn't have been, I recognize that. So I wanted to repay the favor. Uh, This is a Thursday night game. I don't really know that either of these teams deserve a primetime slot, but I'm going to say that. (laughs) I mean, just saying, but I don't make the NFL schedule. So yeah, basically I care about my best friend a lot. I don't have much else to say. So I chose the Bears this week and I chose them at two. At two? Yep. So are you trying to imply that you are choosing my boys, the Big Bad Chicago Bears at home against the uh, 31st rank in the power rankings team, the Commanders. Yes, just because... I am, because your boys are the 30th ranked team, so just only one ahead. So, yes, I'm going to choose the Chicago Bears. <laughs> are you saying you're only choosing them just because you're repaying the favor, or are you choosing them because um, this is, they're... you know, we make our choices out of integrity and we want to give our fans the most accurate information? I will say it's mostly as a favor to my best friend. Do I think they have a chance? Yes. But do I think there's also a chance that the Commanders could win? Yes, absolutely. They've got their stud uh, rookie running back coming back from getting shot. Brian Robinson, I'm hopeful that he's going to have a good game. It's just cool to see him kind of come back. And then also the Commanders do actually have some good weapons, I feel like, if they can protect Carson Wentz. But I'm rolling the dice and going with my best friend here on Thursday night. She is going with the Bears, truly based off of who she thinks is going to win, which is so great. And I appreciate you for that. And now I'm excited to give my little two cents. And first and foremost, I need to talk about how proud I am of my boy, Justin Fields. He has been on the wrong side of so many headlines all season. And I was getting ready for a wedding out in New England this weekend. So I wasn't able to watch all of it, but I was able to stream most of the second half. And it was looking pretty grim. We were coming off a terrible week in which we had only four field goals against the Giants. The offense looked terrible. Everyone was like, oh my God, Justin Fields is not the guy. We fell down against the Vikings in Minnesota, by the way, a 4-1 first place Minnesota Vikings team. They are no slouches. This was in Minnesota, and they took a 21-3 lead early in the second quarter. Everyone that was there at the wedding was big Lions fans. The Patriots-Lion game was on the TV because it's in New England. And everyone's like, oh, my God, the Bears are so bad. This game is over. And I said, no, it's not. And little by little, we came back, had good drives, had defensive stops. We took the lead in the fourth quarter in Minnesota, which is crazy. Down 21-3 to take the lead into the fourth quarter. And yes, we lost the game. But my team, my boys, the offense finally showed some fight. And I think that's going to roll over into Thursday night. Not to mention me and Chippy Boy, me and my old man, me and my pops, are going to be in the house tomorrow night in Soldier Field. I'm going to be wearing all orange, my Bears hat, my Justin Fields jersey, The crowd's going to be rocking. We are, without a doubt, beating the Commanders tomorrow night. If we don't, I will come in so humble, tail between my legs, pants fully on my ankles, egg all over my face if the Bears lose this game. I am so confident. That's why I have the Bears, and I have them at 14. You're Just kidding. kidding. Oh, I am kidding. my gosh. <laughs> oh, I wish everybody could see. We give your best friend a heart attack over here. I wish everybody could see. Mackenzie's face after that one. I did give my best friend a little bit of a heart attack there. I am being a little more humble here and a little bit more realistic. So I do have my Bears winning. I don't have them winning to give anybody a favor. I have them winning because I truly think they will. 
but I have them at four. So I think that was pretty, uh, that was pretty good of me. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, not terrible. Man, I'm so excited. Yeah, that's pretty exciting you're going to the game. I did see that they're wearing, like, these orange special jerseys. They look pretty sweet. I'm not they're, wearing the, they're, they're wearing the pumpkin helmets, all orange. And if, if I'm <laughs> on the Commanders, I come out of the tunnel and I see I'm playing the pumpkin heads, ooh, I'm going to be shaking in my boots, shaking oh, in my yeah, boots. Oh, yeah, that's so scary to play those pumpkin heads. Was Sorry. that sarcasm? Was that <laughs> no, sarcasm? It's And just curious for the fans, uh, do you have a pretty good record when you're in attendance? Honestly, yes. That okay. sounded like it was like a sarcastic question, but I no, think she I'm was actually, genuinely curious. Yeah. No, I know you are. Yes, actually, I do. So between like sophomore year of high school and into mm-hmm. college, me and me and Chippy Boy, Chip off the old block, me and my dad literally went on like a seven-year string of wins, and then unfortunately, we were there for a particular playoff game, which yeah, I would that's not. That's the one that's sticking out into my head. I was curious, what what game was that? Um, we lost in the divisional round in 2018-19 season to the Philadelphia Eagles mm, on a mm. missed field goal. And mm. yeah, you, what, no was need it to ask. Field goal, or was it a was it a doint field goal? Well, I am going to remove myself from this podcast. Was a, Everybody, was it a double doink. <laughs> you seem pretty excited about that, Cody Parkey, my man. Well, everybody enjoy this uh, solo podcast from uh, my co-host here, Mackenzie, because I am going to see myself out. Sorry, sorry, continue. So beyond that, you have a pretty good record. Beyond that, I know I have a positive, like, over 500 record. Um, I went last season, actually, my boys against your boys, and I saw a win. That was great. The year before that, I saw a loss. Um, So I think I'm like two and three in my last five. But overall, uh, I've seen a playoff win against the Seahawks back in the day. Saw a playoff loss, as I just alluded to. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I'd say I'm probably like nine and nine and four. So pretty dang good. Okay, nice. Yeah, one of those, um, the Bears lost to the Lions when we were in Detroit. You and I went to that game. That was a fun game. No, nope, that was not a fun Sunday for me. And then someone was uh, thrown that up was on the side of the highway. not a fun Sunday for me either because I got car sick on the way home. <laughs> yeah, who was driving? Uh, I'm going to guess you considering your driving skills. Hmm, I wonder why you got Carsick in that case. That's that's weird. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're both choosing the Bears. Love it for you. Thank we'll you. Leave it at that. Sunday, one o'clock p.m. Let's move right along. We've got the San Francisco 49ers at Atlanta Falcons. Amazing. And quick side note: I love that we were talking before the podcast about how much time we have. We only have 14 games, and we were heading into the second game, and we're at 18 and a half minutes. And now here we are. <laughs> Just, uh, hey, it makes sense. It makes sense, especially when our boys are usually early on in the choices of the weekend. So very we true. We spend a lot of time, and then we speed through all the rest, even though those all the good games are later on. But anyway, well, we, go we ahead. got the, the three possibly best games, the last three of the week. So I am gonna cruise through this one because, in my opinion, even with the Bosa injury to the groin, ouch! This is a absolute no brainer to me. Falcons want to give credit where credit's due. They have been a lot more competitive than either of us, I think, would have ever imagined. This is in Hotlanta. Uh, but the Niners, they are all of a sudden the team that everyone expected them to be. They did have a, a tough loss in Chicago week one, which can't say I'm too surprised about. But since then, they have been playing almost perfect football. Mm-hmm. So the Niners are my most confident choice of the weekend. I have them going into Hotlanta at a confidence of 14. Ding, ding, ding. You and me both, my friend. I have the 49ers also at 14. Couldn't agree more. I mean, Jimmy G, we've seen it year and year, year after year, that he just has a good way of just kind of, you know, managing the game good enough. And the 49ers, especially on defense, are just incredible. So 
Yeah, I totally agree. San Francisco 49ers going to win. Amazing. Moving right along. And moving right along, we have the New England Patriots, who actually put a spanking on my boys this past weekend, at the Cleveland Browns. And this one was a little bit of a toss-up for me. Why did you shake your head? Because you, you were going to bring you, it up. <laughs> you took you took the ammo right out of my right out of my weapon here. Hey, I got to jump ahead of you. I always know you're going to use these things, so I gotta I gotta do it myself. You're, you're going to make it to me when I get to talk and be like, man, she just trashed her boys so much. I have nothing to say. But I'm sure <laughs> you're going to do a good job of that. That's typically the tactic that I use. Pretty smart <laughs> tactic, not gonna lie. But yes, okay. So this one was a little bit of a toss up for me. So clearly, from this past weekend, what we saw is the Patriots' defense looked really, really good. I'm embarrassed to say that we lost to the third string quarterback Bailey Zappi, but hey, that's okay. The kids got promise. Maybe we'll see. Um, maybe he's the next Tom Brady. Who knows? But anyways, yes, the Patriots have a really good defense. Clearly, um, Matthew Judon, shout out Grand Valley Lakers. Yeah, Laker up, are baby. You, are you a Laker? Hell yeah. He looked incredible. He got several sacks out there. He's been looking really good, I mean, every week against every opponent. So he can keep that up. The defense looked really, really good. Obviously stifled a smoking hot offense, the number one offense in the NFL. Held them to zero points. Pretty dang impressive, even though my boys were missing all their guys. Anyways, sidebar. Cleveland Browns on the other hand, also have a very good defense here. So there's obviously two factors to consider. We both got really good defenses. I think what's going to do it, though, Mac Jones is still questionable. Yes, Bailey Zappi did fine. They were running. But they all now they do also now have Damian Harris, who is out. So they're going to rely heavily on Ramondre Stevenson, which he has shown a lot of flashes of greatness, especially at the end of last season. So I have no doubt that he'll be able to continue that. But the Browns just have such a strong running game between Chubb and Hunt. I I think that they're going to be able to kind of outrun the Patriots this weekend, which is why I chose them. And I chose them at a low confidence of three because I was still a little bit back and forth. Okay. So this is, as Mac alluded to, one of the games that we did not choose the same. I was not as uh, inconfident, I guess you could say, in this game. I... Went a little higher. So this one we're definitely going to have to talk off air to decide what we want to do. You did make some solid points there. Browns have an amazing rushing attack. But the Browns, to me, are such – they're another one of those many teams this year that is like a mixed bag. They've lost to the Jets and the Falcons, but then they just competed hard till the end with the Chargers and they've won a couple solid games. I know they beat the Steelers pretty handedly. Um, I just think they're so inconsistent. And the Patriots – Obviously, as Mac just said and took my MO away, they did just shut out the the uh, formerly number one ranked offense in the league. I don't know if... Yeah, probably after, not anymore after that, uh, putting up that goose egg there. Yeah, after the goose egg, I'm, I'm assuming the Lions are not uh, the number one offense anymore. But the Patriots defense looked so good on Sunday. Um, and then the week before that, they took the Packers into overtime in Green Bay. So I think the Patriots are riding high. And with... Billy Belichick as their coach, they really never get blown out. And I feel like the Browns are so, I don't know, they just have so many silly penalties and they're always finding ways to lose games. So that's why I have the Patriots going into Cleveland, riding that high of the big win on Sunday. So I have them winning at a confidence of half dozen. I've been winning at six. And I I feel pretty firm on that too. So we are definitely going to have to bring this one off air, yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, there are some that I feel pretty firm on. This is like halfway there. I actually have one that I feel feel more firm on that we disagree on, but we'll talk about this one. I would be willing to look because obviously, like I said, I was kind of going back and forth because like you said, the, the Patriots do have some good momentum. You made really good points there. Thank you. It's mostly, I don't know, the, the Browns also have a really good defense and I think an even better defense than the Patriots. And with them still, I don't know if, you would think for a defense, and again, this is another knock on my boys, but you would think for a defense, you know the other team's going to have to run because they're on their third-string quarterback. you think you'd be able to stop them, and not all teams can, clearly. Was Dan Campbell just not prepared for that? Uh, I mean, I, I know you talked to him after every game. Like, what was what was the uh, what was the main message from, from your boys, like, when you were obviously screaming at them on the phone and asking for answers? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't really have a lot to say to them after the game, so I declined their calls. But, yeah, I mean, I just feel like you could sell out against the run. I feel like the Browns have such a good defense. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Okay. I'm not Last... cemented in. Okay, you're not cemented in. Either am I. I'm a little bit more firm on it. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, take this one off here. I had a question, but I, I totally forgot. It was probably about your boys. But you've, you've, <laughs> uh, you've, was. you've been hard enough on yourself and your boys, so I'll – I'll give you a pass this oh, week. Oh, thanks. See, that's the tactic. <laughs> no, yeah, nice, nicely done. I was ready to rip on them all day. I was ready to rip on them, and you, you beat me to the punch. Well, you can rip on this next team because I know we both love to. We've got the New York Jets taking on the Green Bay Packers. See, looking at this game at the start of the season, this might have been a slam dunk, like highest confidence level of the week type game. Not so fast, my friend. These two teams, after five weeks, have the exact same record. They're both three and two. That's the crazy. Packers, crazy, right? Who would have thunk it? The Jets, over 500 after more than one game. They, they're they riding high. They just beat a Dolphins team. Side note, obviously, they were on their third-string quarterback. But as we saw last week, sometimes third-string quarterbacks can win pretty, uh, pretty handedly, which, you know, doesn't happen Got often. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen often, but it sometimes does happen. But... When a team loses Tua and Teddy B, and then they're on a guy that literally has never had a snap and didn't have any time to prepare with the first-team offense like Zappy did, so give him that. Yeah, they beat the Dolphins, and that's still a solid win. There's a lot of good pieces, and that's a tough defense. And I think we both owe, especially you, I think you owe Mr. Zach Wilson and his entire family a bit of an apology because you were you were definitely riding the Flacco train earlier this season, and I remember when Wilson came back, and you were like, this is going to hurt the Jets. And I think... He has been undefeated since he came back, so I'm going to allow you to uh, give a formal apology here before I continue. Okay. Uh, yes, I do owe him an apology. Uh, obviously, wanted to take a moment to recognize that because last week I was going on and on about how it doesn't matter who the Dolphins have on offense. There's no way he's going to defeat the Miami Dolphins' defense, and I clearly was wrong about that. I <laughs> This is so bad. I still am not sold on him. Like I truly am not. I don't I don't know what there is to it. It must be all the flashes from last year, but like I watched some of his games last year and granted maybe he's a brand new quarterback because it's a sophomore year. He had all offseason to like really get in tune with the NFL, but I just don't really think he's a good quarterback. I don't know. I'm sorry. That was a terrible apology, but I think he's really going to appreciate that apology. You definitely went out of your way to make sure that he knew that you were sorry about it. I really went out of my way there. That was really good. I think he's going to appreciate that. Uh, Zach, I'll I'll text you later and give you a real apology. But with that being (laughs) said, I think this is another game that me and Mac would both be more than happy to lose. I do so just because there's so many good games. 
And the Packers are so good historically under Rodgers, not losing two in a row. I would love them to lose the New York trifecta back-to-back. Well, trifecta's three. I'd love them to lose the New the York, New York duo. The New oh, York duo. I like it. Duo, thank you. The New York duo with the uh, Giants and Jets. Do I think it's going to happen? No, this is in Green Bay. So I think the Packers are going to win this game pretty handedly. I have that, or I have them at 11 right now, but I'd okay. be more than happy to be wrong again. Double digits with the Packers. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to be wrong too. I don't mind seeing them lose, um, especially in London. They're making like murals of him, and I've seen, I've seen interviews and things like that. And people, people know like a couple names in London. They like love Tom Brady, love OBJ, and for some reason they love Aaron Rodgers. And I, I don't obviously. But yeah, I agree. I also have the Packers here. I was concerned you were going to pick them a lot lower by the way you were talking. But, I wish. Uh, yeah, but I also have the Packers. I have them at 12, so very close. Look at us. Look at us. So we're both pretty confident, and I think that speaks volumes about the difficulty of the games and how close a lot of these are going to be because we don't want the Packers to win, but we kind of have to put them high. Yep, totally agree. We got to we gotta put uh, confidence pool over heart here. Over everything. Over everything. Football over friendship. Whoa. No, that was never. A never. <laughs> that's where I cross, or that's where I write my line in the sand. Well, I can tell you, there are some friends out there, or there are some people out there that are not our friends anymore, and one of those teams is coming up here. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to let you hang on to your hat for all that you have to say. Um, but this is actually surprisingly a game that we disagree on. I was shocked when you sent me your choice. And this one, very similar to yours with the Browns and the Patriots, this is one I have a bit higher and one that I'm pretty steadfast on. So I'm interested to see what you have to say. Um, but we have the, yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. And I have the Jags winning, which by process of elimination, believe it or not, folks, Bob chose the Colts for this game. I'm gonna I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Not happy about it. Not happy about it. But yes, so the reason I chose the Jags, yes, they just looked a little rough. They just lost to the Texans. I understand that completely. The thing with this game here, though, is looking at the matchup. The Jags have kind of owned the Colts for the past couple of seasons. They've won four of the last six meetings with them. So they have their number a little bit when it comes to this game. And also, I just think that the Jags are a completely better team. I understand they had a rough week maybe this past week, but they've been having good games like that blowout against the Chargers and some of the other wins that they've had. I just have a lot of faith that they're kind of going to get back on track this weekend. They've got a pretty solid defense and also pair it with, and these people were not in the injury report because these are old injuries. Jonathan Taylor is still questionable. And actually before last week, or maybe I guess this was during the week. So I didn't put the, but I didn't put this one in the injury report. The backup, Naeem Hines is also questionable. So if they're missing both of their running backs, that is a recipe for disaster for the Colts. Their offense has looked horrible. Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, man. You cannot play till you're 45. You're not Tom Brady. I don't know. He has not been looking good. I'm, I'm just making enemies this podcast, but I don't even care. I'm going Jags, and I, I'm pretty confident in this one. I got them at six, and I, I'm pretty steady on that. Steadfast. Great word. Dictionary.com. Love that. Don't know if I've ever used that in a sentence, but I'm a big fan of steadfast. You should also, and now. Now I, now I just did. <laughs> you also, yeah, long hair don't care, making enemies with quarterbacks all over the league. I love it. You're just speaking it 
how it is. I'm just like kicking ass and taking names over here. <laughs> Explicit arse. Explicit kicking arse. Kicking arse and taking names. And speaking of kicking arse, if I ever see any of these Indianapolis Colts live in the flesh, there's going to be arse kicked. And it's not going to be mine that's getting kicked. Because I was looking back, the Colts are the last team that we have not received any points from in, in the are entire league. Are you serious? League. We are 0-5 in Colts games. Ugh. I don't I even know. Him. I love this argument. Continue. I don't know what to say anymore about the Indianapolis Colts other than I don't trust them. But sometimes I just I don't know what it is about this game. They showed me a little bit of something. Obviously, I wasn't happy about it because we had the Broncos on Thursday night. But at the end of that game, that defense showed me a little bit of something. Matt Ryan pieced it together a little bit. And obviously, side note, I totally forgot about Jonathan Taylor. If he's out, then I'm obviously switching over to the Jags. Okay. But this is in Indianapolis, they've been showing small signs. And yeah, do I still want to burn down Indianapolis to the ground and Lucas Oil Stadium? Of course. Do do I want to punch Matt Ryan right in the face? Yeah, obviously. But I just think if the Jags, God, they made it so hard. If they would have just beat the Texans last I week. I know, pretty This handy. probably would have been a double-digit confidence for me. But yeah. now the Jags are kind of free-falling a little bit. And... I don't know if they're kind of falling back into what they were last year. And I just think there's like something about Lord Farquaad and the Jags that I cannot trust. Kind of like with you and Wilson. I don't trust the Jags at all. Yeah. And they kind of had me starting to feel like I could trust them after they smoked the Chargers. And then they got smoked by the Eagles, which, I mean, that's the Eagles. They're Obviously, the yeah. team. But then they just lost at home scoring six points against the Texans. So I'm like... Yeah, that was like their lowest scoring game, though. And they've held their opponents, I think it's something like an average of like 13 points. And the Colts have put up like an average of like 13 points every game. So, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. So I hate this. And if we... This, I will say this live. I know we have, let me look at the ticker, 1,325,412 fans listening right this second. <laughs> so I'm speaking to all of these people. Looks like we got a couple... Listeners in Australia, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. But if the Colts lose this game, and I'm not saying that we're going with the Colts. Like, I'm just, this is me saying that I trust the Colts to win this game. If they prove me wrong, I will not say anything on any Colts game other than my confidence. Nothing. I will not speak <laughs> any words to the Colts or Indianapolis other than just saying, Colts for one. That's it. I will That's not. That's it. Okay. I'm not wasting any more energy. But last thing about the Colts and the reason I think they're going to win this game. So I have them in confidence of one. I refuse to pick any Colts game, whether they I think they're going to win or lose, more than one. So I I would switch to the Jags, but I don't feel comfortable any more than one or two. Then we'll, we'll chat about it. We'll chat about it because they love okay. screwing us over. But the reason I think the Colts are going to win is because their defense, and there is one special defender in particular that I would like to cover, and he is my wave maker of the week. Splash, splash, splash. Sorry, hit the soundboard twice. <laughs> double splash, splash. Stefan Gilmore. And this is a side note, double splash. That was awesome. I Man, I can't believe that. It's like Mac really likes the Colts. Double splash. Oh, sorry about that. That was Stephon great. Stefan Gilmore. Uh, now we're really pumping him up here. I feel like double the pressure to make sure this is a great wave maker of the week now, but... And this is a side note, I have no respect for anybody on the Colts other than this guy. And it's because 
I was watching the Thursday night game on Thursday night, if you were wondering when the Thursday night game was. And Cortland Sutton was talking mad shit, oh, explicit shiz, to Stephon Gilmore all game. And Stephon Gilmore was the defensive player of the year last year in the AFC. He's had a very illustrious, great word, Bobby, illustrious. He's had a great career. And Cortland Sutton was talking shit to him all game. Russell Wilson was going at Sutton all game. And at the end of the game, they went for two for the win. And uh, Stephon Gilmore blanketed Sutton, stopped him. Then they scored a field goal. And the Broncos decided to go for it on fourth down inside the five-yard line for the win. Once again, they targeted Gilmore. Gilmore broke up the pass, got them the win. So obviously I was not happy with Gilmore at the time. But when someone's talking shit to you and you back it up with basically single-handedly winning the game because your offense can't do diddly squat, pretty impressive. So Stefan, congrats to you. Much deserved swag coming your way. And uh, yeah, how about you get a win when I say you're going to get a win? Thanks. All right. That's a great wave maker. So good. It deserves two splashes. Uh, <laughs> our first double wave maker of the year our first double wave maker oh my gosh that's hilarious yeah no great great wave maker i like it thank you he said don't disrespect me like that you, you... wait who said, who, who said that excuse me i'm still coming back from the double waves sorry he said don't the disrespect me like that because like they were targeting him and yeah he said, I'm the, the reigning defensive player of the year. Splash, splash. Don't splash, disrespect splash. me like that. <laughs> Don't disrespect me like that. And they did. And they did. They disrespected him. They targeted him. Didn't work out in their favor. We got nope. lots to say about that later on. <sighs> so much. Um, but for now, I'm going to move along from this game because clearly, I don't know, it's got a hold over me. It's the Colts effect is probably what it is. That's a great <laughs> way to describe it. The Colts effect. But moving right along, we have another tough game, I think. The Minnesota Vikings at Miami Dolphins. Is this mine? Yes, oh, it yep, is. Yep, I got the asterisk next to the game. That means it is mine. So this confidence level is higher because of the injuries I think are gonna gonna um run into the game and who I think is gonna be starting for the Dolphins. So obviously, if Teddy Bridgewater is healthy and starts the game, or of course if Tua, this is gonna change completely. But as of now. Here on Wednesday afternoon, I am assuming that the Dolphins will have their third-string quarterback, and that is what I'm basing this decision off of. Okay. Also, the fact that these these Vikings just beat a ferocious Bears team on Sunday, and they're riding high. They're four and one. They're in first place, and Justin Jefferson is, in my opinion, the best receiver in the game. So, Dolphins. No offense, Noah. Shout out to you, but no offense. They were at one point what I thought was the best team in the NFL. Football is a violent game. Injuries happen. And because of those injuries, they have now lost two games in a row. And I think this will be their third in a row. And I don't really know what else to say about this game other than the fact that their third-string quarterback is not going to be able to get it done. The Vikings offense is super powerful, uh, super potent. And if the Dolphins would have been able to shut down uh, future MVP Zach Wilson, that's the apology right there for you, Zach. <laughs> if they were able to shut him and the Jets down, Maybe I'd say otherwise, but they couldn't shut down Wilson. They're not going to be able to shut down, in my opinion, Captain Kirk, um, Cook, uh, Jefferson, and Thielen. And their offense is going to be able to score the thirds and quarterback. So I have the Vikings marching into Miami, and I have them winning at a confidence of a touchdown and an extra point. So seven. 
Ooh, okay. All right, that's interesting. Um, I also have the Vikings. I have them a little lower just because I am nervous. And I I don't know, what what are your thoughts if Bridgewater or Tagovailoa play? Because at that point, I don't know exactly who I would go with, to be honest. See, it's tough because with concussion people, when they come back, you never know how effective they're going to be. Now, if Bridgewater sure. comes back. I, I think Tagovailoa is out. I, I I mean, I don't I don't think two is coming back this weekend. Okay, so honest. that makes sense. I think it'll sense. be either Bridgewater or that, that third string. Thompson. I think even with... Okay, yeah. I think even with Bridgewater, I think I would still want to go Vikings, especially if Tyreek Hill is hobbled. If Tyreek Hill is out, I, that's also huge. So we'll have to really look at the injury reports this weekend because um, if Can they're you go, all back, yeah. if they're all back, that's obviously a cause for concern. But yes, I have the Vikings. Sorry, did I say I have them at four? Four. Okay. Um, can you go ahead and do exactly what you did last weekend with sending me that detailed PDF on Sunday morning? Absolutely. I'll include like a PowerPoint. I'll include okay. a PowerPoint this time as well. I apologize For, I didn't. I ran out of time last week. Yeah, I was a little annoyed when I opened it. I was like, okay, no PowerPoint. That's just you not have enough time on our hands right now. But You said that's bullshit, explicit. I said that's bullshit. Oh, bullshit. Oh, explicit. <laughs> so please make it a little bit more detailed. Maybe make sure it's in my inbox at 8 p.m. Uh, your time, 7 p.m. Or sorry, 7 a.m. 8 p.m.? Well, I mean, the earlier the better, I guess. 8 p.m. Saturday night? Yeah, just maybe base your weekend around getting that to me ASAP and uh, we can get those injuries and really knock this out of the park this week, you know? Okay, that sounds like a plan. I'll get those to you bright and early. And, well, yeah, we'll look at those for sure because that's yeah. going to matter big time. Because I have things I want to do. I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to maybe turn it into an Airbnb. <laughs> like, I have things I need these Buko books for. So, please just, come on, think, think of me here. Thank you. All right, you I will think of you. My apologies, I have not been in the past. Okay. Yes. Moving right along. Oh, that's my transition for every game, I think, so far today. Uh, moving, moving right, right along. along. Moving right along. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals at New Orleans Saints. And this was another that was kind of, I, I guess, not easy. It was kind of easy for me, I guess. The Saints have been struggling a little bit. I know they just won this past weekend against the Seahawks, which I'll get into in a minute here. But... I think the Bengals, I know we've seen some up and down from them. We haven't seen like the Bengals of last year, I feel like yet, but I feel like we've seen more glimpses of that as the season has gone on. It's almost like they kind of brushed the target off of them a little bit. They got, people are not hounding them for how good are they going to be this year and all this stuff. And I feel like that's almost their nature to be better kind of behind the scenes a little bit. They seem to be doing a bit better. I think they're going to have no problem here. The Saints do have a pretty solid defense, but their offense has been extremely plagued with injury. We have, obviously, Michael Thomas was out. We had Alvin Kamara. He's been in and out different games. We've got their um, quarterback, Jameis Winston, who's been in and out. And all of those reasons, because of all those injuries, have led them to come up with other creative solutions. And one of those players being... A very special player from this past week, in my opinion, is my way maker of the week. <laughs> oh, first dribble flash! Dribble 
Splash Maker! The soundboard wasn't letting me click on it again. It's like, no, no more double, no more triple splashes. Oh my god, the technical difficulties are so real today. I just hope that the podcast doesn't cut that out because it automatically edits times where we're not talking for a certain length. And it sometimes edits out the sound as well. So hopefully it doesn't. Zencaster, don't even think about editing don't out the triple splash. Even think about it. It's a triple splash. But um, yeah, so this guy is, I didn't even say my Waymaker of the week is Taysom Hill. So he pretty much did it all this past weekend. I'm all over the place. It's fine. I like that we were just talking about the splashes. Everyone's like, who, who is it? Who is <laughs> it? Waymaker. Like, splash, splash, splash. Splash, splash. Yeah, so this past weekend, obviously, we had James Winston out. We had a lot of other guys out, so they need somebody to step up. And Taysom Hill is, like, their switchblade player. He does everything. He's listed as a tight end, but he is a previous quarterback. He also turns into a running back. He turns into a wide receiver. They pretty much use him for whatever they want to use him for. So anytime he's in, people don't really know what's going on, what kind of play they're going to run, and it's usually some sort of trickery. So he finished with nine rushing attempts for 112 yards. He scored, I guess, going along with the uh, triple splash, he scored three touchdowns, and he had one pass attempt for a 22-yard touchdown. So I guess he had four, but he had three running ones, so three triple splash. Gotta love it. Taysom Hill got them that win over the Seahawks on Sunday. Definitely a great wave maker of the week. He does it all. He says yes to whatever they need him to do. And that's pretty cool to me that they just throw him out there and get what you get, pretty much. He just gets the job done, and very good. I, I know that you for sure planned on the triple splash with the three touchdowns. That definitely didn't just kind of happen with technical difficulty. So, yeah, props, props <laughs> and kudos on that one. Definitely not just like an accident that happened, but gotta love when those things work out. And yeah, oh, even yes. though I am recognizing Taysom Hill, congratulations, sir. Uh, I am still choosing the Bengals this weekend. I don't think that they're going to have a problem. Their defense has been looking pretty stout. Their offense obviously finding its groove, much more so than the Saints. I've got the Bengals, and I've got them at 11. 11. Okay, a little bit more confident than I am. Um, I'm also confident that the Bengals are going to keep this hot streak alive. The offense, like Max said, is clicking. The defense is looking good. I don't think Taysom is going to win two Wavemaker or triple Wavemaker of the week in a row. So yeah, I also have the Bengals, and I have them going into Narlins at a confidence of nine. Okay, nine. So still very, very close. Love to hear that. Heck yeah. Heck I gonna, yeah. I, I was going to say something, but I decided, no, Go let's ahead. move on. Go ahead. No, I, I totally forgot what I was even going to say. Oh, okay. Well, we then we can just move along. Um, another heck yeah goes out to Eli and the Colorado G-Men. The way that their boys have been playing lately, wow, the Giants have been impressing me. Gotta love, like we've said many times before, beating the Packers. I will cheer for any team against them, and they did it this past weekend. They have another game coming up this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens in New York. Who do you have winning this game? Well, yeah, another shouts out, the third one of the episode for Eli, much deserved. I'm also so happy that I'm <laughs> That I'm doing All this episode. Not, Eli, Eli, Eli. Eli this, Eli that. Karaji man this, Karaji man that. And also, side note, I'm just so happy to be doing this podcast with two free hands. Nothing's taped. Taped on my left hand. My I don't have any, you know, brain freezes. My stomach's not going to be absolutely gurgling in the middle of the night. Um, not going to be have to have to be in the fetal position for three days. This is just 
all good things. And the best thing is that the Giants pulled off the upset of the weekend, in my opinion. Beating the Packers, they were down all game. They got that win. That was huge. So, first and foremost, shouts out to the Giants. They are for sure turning heads, and they're 4-1. and one. I don't think any knowledgeable football fan could have possibly uh, predicted that. But here we are at 4-1. and one. With that being said, I do have the Ravens winning this game, and I have them pretty confident. And, yeah, I felt like I had to say that because the Giants are 4-1. and one. They do deserve a lot of respect. But the Ravens, in my opinion, are a top three team in the AFC. They had another great win against the Bengals on Sunday night. I was just burning carpet, ripping up the dance floor Sunday night, so I wasn't able to watch that game. But I saw that Justin Tucker, best kicker of all time, won that game. I think the Ravens are going to continue uh, beating good teams. I have them marching into New York. And I had a question mark next to this game, but here I go having a high confidence on this game. So I don't know what I'm thinking here, but I have the Ravens, the hometown of Edgar Allan Poe, and Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo-hoo. Winning at eight. <clears throat> eight. All right. Eight. Okay. I like that little uh, jingle there. You're, you're warming up the vocals for your advertisement. Oh, no, 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 no advertising for me. Okay. Um, yes, I agree. I also have the Ravens winning this game. The Giants have looked extremely impressive. Totally agree. Got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to imagine them shutting down Lamar. Honestly, he is that team. He makes magic happen for them. And I have them a little less confident at five. All right, so eight and five. So you have a little bit more respect for... Um, the Giants, and I guess we'll see if... I do. If, I, I think we can both agree that if the Giants win this game, then we're really going to have to start uh, believing in them as one of the powerhouses of the NFC. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, maybe that's wrong of us to not be believing in them just yet, but they have been looking extremely good. I would not be surprised if they won this game, I will say that. But I just have a little bit more confidence in the Ravens. They have proven themselves to be a good team over several games, whereas the Giants, this is a new, the winning thing is a little new for them. It is. And would you look at this, New York, two teams that the entire NFL makes fun of for most of the year for as long as we can remember, and the Jets are sitting at 3-2, and two, and the Giants are 4-1. and one. So New York, is it now a football state? I guess we'll find New out. New York, New York. Oh, you're warming up your vocals for your <laughs> advertisements. No, see, there you go again, make it a little too long, and you had it, you had it. Oh, I had it, on. <laughs> okay, let's talk about more football. Next game, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Pittsburgh Steelers, and this one, I think we can save a little time on. Uh, I think that the Bucks are going to have no problem, really, in this game. The Steelers, obviously, they had a big quarterback shift. Sorry, Mitch, RIP to your football career. In Mitch, we don't trust. In Mitch, we don't really trust, unfortunately. Um, but, yes, they had a quarterback switch. Kenny Pickett, we still, we still are waiting for you to make some moves there, my man. Najee Harris, where are you at this year? We haven't seen you come to life, and you're on my fantasy team, so if you could pick it up, that would be great. I don't know if that's going to happen against a very stout Bucks defense. Their defense has been looking incredible all year long. Uh, I think they're going to have no problem this weekend shutting down a pretty weak offense. I've got the Bucks, and I've got them at 13. Ding, 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 ding. Another winner. Another winner. 
usually we do pretty poor at our top uh, with our highest confidences. So I'm sure the Steelers are going to win. I'm sure the Falcons are going to end up winning. But as of now, we are spot on. And yeah, everything, because of everything you said, I feel like Steelers is kind of like the opposite of the Giants and the Jets. And I think what's been kind of holding making waves back with the Buka Bucks this year is we are holding on to our past preconceived notions on some of these teams. And the Steelers yeah, have been, yeah. yeah, I feel like the Steelers have been a powerhouse for a long time, but they're one in four. They're going to be one in five. And they just are not it anymore. The Giants and Jets, are they the truth now? The Jags are really good. So we just need to like look at the body of work from the 2022 season and the body of work in Pittsburgh in uh, Heinz, big old pile of ketchup field is really poor. They got their arses blown up on uh, Sunday against the Bills, and I think they're going to get their arses blown up by Tom. He's got a lot going on in his personal life, and he uh, he took out a lot of anger on the field on Sunday. He's going to do that again. So, yeah, I have 13 as well on the Bucks. Okay, 13 on the Bucks, And, wow, body of work, huh? That's a unique way to describe how things are going. Yes, just, you know, you're a complete body of work. Like, the Bears' body of work is impressive. Hmm. The Lions is not so impressive yet. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see your body of work for this first advertisement for Making Waves. What you got? I'm not even going to give you a fun, cool intro. Just show us your body of work, apparently. Hmm. Well, this is uh, kind of catching me off guard here. You're not giving me <laughs> time to prepare. So today, week six, first advertisement of the episode is brought to you by... Apple Cider, the official drink of fall and spooky season. Pair it with a donut. Pair it with a an apple. Pair it with some alcohol. Apple Cider, squeeze it out. Put it in your belly and it's going to get you shout. Boo! You did that. You, you forced did me. What? You. What did I do? <laughs> you caught me so off guard. And I was looking around, and I saw a bushel of apples, and I didn't have any time to prepare. And Wait, that... where did the boo come from? Is that because it's spooky season? Yeah, because it's spooky season. That hey, you made you made a rhyme. There were a few there were for do 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 in there, but you made a rhyme. That will go <laughs> down as the worst advertisement of all time. I, I don't even know if I know fully what you said. I didn't say English there for a while. I was going, oh, oh, do, 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 shout. <laughs> well, I guess you got me back to that little lion's dab there because, oh my God, <laughs> I don't think any of our listeners are going to be drinking any apple cider after that. Oh, oh my so, God. Summit so, so, so hated that. Hated that. Summit is, is not happy with my advertisement. She does not want apple cider. Oh my gosh. And my co-host right now is muted because I think she's trying to quiet down Summit because I just upset her big time. So I'm going to pass the time here while Summit is... is, uh, Okay. Oh, oh, now she's I got it under control. She (laughs) hates that advertisement. Oh man, she hates apple cider. That that stopped at the perfect time for our listeners because I was literally just going to pass the time with like a random jingle. So that was perfect. Oh, dang it. I wish I left it. Oh, oh my man. Gosh. It's okay, Sum Sum. We don't have to talk about apple cider. It's okay. I'm so sorry, Summy. More milk bones, <laughs> more milk bones, less apple cider for you. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Hopefully she won't mind us talking about this next game. We have the Carolina Panthers at Los Angeles Rams. Very nice segue there. This is another one I'm going to save some some uh, serious time on. I think the Panthers are currently the worst team in football. Baker Mayfield is also kind of hobbled right now. Kind of like with the Zach Wilson uh, Mac take on thinking that might help the Jets. I think no Baker Mayfield actually might help the Panthers because he's so bad. And also, a little uh, news update. The Panthers did just fire their coach. I believe his name Ooh, is... Ooh, news alert, news alert. News alert, news alert, news king. I think his name is like Matt Rule. Matt Rule, but, you are correct. Boom, boom, boom. Bing, bing, bing. Apple cider, apple cider, apple cider. Yes, he was just fired. He's the first coach of the 2022-2023 season. That got the can. And yeah, Panthers, they're in disarray. They lose games like it's their job. And the Rams are coming off a tough loss on Sunday against, who did the Rams just lose to? Did Oh, they just lost to the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. But I do think the Rams are going to get back on the winning, winning uh, track here at home in LA. And that's why I have them beating the coachless and bakerless Panthers at a confidence of a dozen. Okay, confidence of a dozen. I love to hear it. I hope the Rams can get back on track. Their offense, I mean, you can't only use Cooper Cup. I mean, you can, but it's not working very well for them, clearly, against some of these teams. I agree. They're going to get this back on track. I've got the Rams, and I've got them at nine. Sorry, I was just going to say, was that some Cooper Rush Lander? Because he's probably wearing his Making Waves Wave Maker of the Week swag from last Sorry, week. Sorry, and- you're right. No Cooper Rush Lander. Thank you. I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's offense has got to step it up a bit here. The defense can only do so much. I mean, the defense has been carrying the team, but he's got Wave Maker of the Week swag, so that's that's got to count for something, right? You're right. Sorry. I, I'm not trying to take away from Cooper Rush. I'm trying to talk about the Rams and Cooper Cup. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> is that what you were just saying? Yes. <laughs> Why Why did I think you were just talking about Cooper Rush? I said Rush? Cooper Cup can't do it all. Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe I said Cooper Rush, but I swear I said Cooper Cup. I'll I find out think, tomorrow when you we did. listen back. Oh, my gosh. Am I okay? Sorry. Continue. <laughs> it's all good. I wasn't trying to take away from Cooper Rush in their loss, though. So, still got to give credit where credit is due. For sure. For sure. And what did you have the Rams at? Nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah, we weren't even talking about the Cowboys, so I'm not sure how it got there, but... <laughs> Probably because I think you were talking about how they lost to the Cowboys last week, the Rams. Probably, probably. Yes, yes. Classic. Anyways, we're going to just kind of plow on through to the next game. We've got the Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks. And I want to say this one was back and forth, but I've got it probably higher than it should be for a back and forth game. The Seahawks have been doing a really nice job. Obviously, Geno Smith, he still ain't right back, though. And he's been doing really good. His completion percentage is incredible. The team's been looking good. Obviously, they had that big injury with Rashad Penny getting hurt for the rest of the season. Kenneth Walker seemed to come in no problem and looked great as well. He had a huge explosive run. He looked really nice. But I don't know. There's something about the Cardinals. It's kind of like what you've said about other teams. We kind of get a little bit of a mixed bag with them at times. It's either like the Kyler Murray show where he's like committing all these passes and running all over the place and creating miracles out of nothing, or we don't see much from them. But for some reason, I feel like an interdivisional matchup, we're going to get it 
we're gonna gonna we're gonna 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 get what we think we're gonna get out of Kyler Murray. And so I'm going with the Cardinals here, and I've got them at kind of a scary high confidence of seven. Ooh. Well, if you think seven are scary, this is going to be very spooky season-esque because Ooh. I have the Cardinals winning. Spoiler alert, it's in double digits. And oh. yeah, I just, I think the Cardinals, and I, I, I think one of the reasons I have them so high is because they were so close to knocking off the Eagles. They actually probably should have won that game on Sunday. True. Um, and they've just, they've been winning some solid games. They've been hanging around near the top of that division. So I have the Cardinals going into a banged up Seattle or going against a banged up Seattle Seahawks team, and I have them winning at ten. Spooky, yeah. ooh, ooh apple spooky apple cider. Oh, we can't say that. Somebody's gonna start barking. <laughs> I hope uh, Gino Smith writes back on this one because we need I him really, to. If we need hey, him to lose, <laughs> Gino, we're cheering for you, man. But maybe just one of these weeks, just right back, just write us back. Where's back, though? Right back. Right us back, though. Oh my gosh. Okay, this next game, I don't even know what to do for a transition because I'm just so excited for it. I've been excited for it since the end of last year where this team got bumped out of the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. Why this is not a primetime game, I have no idea, especially compared to, sorry, some of the other ones that are this week, Thursday night and Monday night, perhaps. Either way, the Bills taking on the Chiefs in Kansas City. Hoo-wee! My eyes are going to be glued to that screen. I'm I not going to miss a flipping second. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, agreed. No, you're fine. We're just, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. I'm like, give me the mic, give me the mic, give me the mic. Here comes the mic. Tossing it your way. What do you got, Bob? Boom. Thank you. Good toss. Good catch. Thanks. I was first and foremost shocked that we had the same selection for this game just because it's such like a 50-50 matchup. So I definitely, just like because it's such a toss-up game, I definitely expected one of us to choose the Chiefs. As you know, we both did choose the Bills. And next to this game, I had in parentheses, bomb chicka wow wow Just because this is such a juicy, good game, wriggly gum, juicy, nom, 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 nom. So flipping good. And yeah, I, I think I have the Bills for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, they looked really, really great in a absolute dismantling against the Steelers. So that's first and foremost. Second, the Chiefs looked, for the first time in a while, very beatable on Monday night. So I think that also factored into my decision. They were also getting their wheels absolutely beaten off of them. They were down uh, 17 to nothing at the start of that game. Uh, they had a last, last uh, couple minutes touchdown to beat a... Not great, to be honest, one in four Raiders team. So they they definitely look like they're beatable. Um, but, I mean, these two teams are the bells of the ball when it comes to the AFC. I think we would all be shocked if this wasn't the matchup or rematch of the AFC Championship game in January. And like Matt said, my eyes are going to be absolutely Elmer. Is it Elmer glue? Elmo glue? El- El- Elmer's. Elmer's with an S, uh, I think. They're going to be Elmer's glued to the TV come 325 Central Time. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. I think it's going to be a Western-style, just back-and-forth game. But because of the Chiefs' struggles on Monday, a short week, and the Bills finally looking like they're coming together, those are the reasons that I have a Bills at a razor-sharp margin. But I got them at three, so Bills at three. Okay. All right. I like it. And I am so excited for this game. Oh my gosh. And I'm excited for this uh, little announcement here that I have for you. So nom, nom, nom. I'm hungry. <laughs> this is probably going to knock you right out of your seats. But 
I had a thought. So hang with me for a second. I agree. I'm going with the Bills here. And I think that they're going to win Kansas City. All those reasons you said they've been showing some weaknesses. The Bills just, holy cow, every time I watch them, I'm like, they're not, they don't even look like they're playing the same in the same league. It's just weird. But I had a thought that we have not been doing great in confidence pool. So in the past, a couple of things that we have done is we have taken a 50-50 game and we have put it very high. Knowing that this game is probably one that everybody else is going to choose at like one or two confidence points. So it's a little bit of strategy. It's a huge risk, but also high reward situation. So this week I chose this game and I chose the Bills and I thought, and hear me out, we can talk about this. I thought if we put them really high, there would be a chance to make up a lot of ground here if the Bills win. So I put them at 10. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. Honestly, I like where her head's at, and I'm not just saying this to be like, we are always on the same page, but when I saw the last three games and I put them all five or under, I'm like, last year we did so well, and we had that one 50-50 game where we made up a lot of points on the field, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that we haven't been doing that, and I love it. I love where your head's at. I love it. Okay, yeah, because like at the end of last year, we started doing really well. And there are definitely weeks where we're going to do terrible when we do that. But if we have high confidence points on the last couple games of the weekend, we have the opportunity to then switch and move things around and take gambles that we maybe otherwise wouldn't. And we haven't done any of that. We kind of played it safe. And it's clearly not working very well for us. It's, it's not working great, so I am definitely down to keep that game at 10. Okay. And, folks, this is going to be a make or break for the Buco Bucks. It is, but I think, on, the Josh, Bills, I think the Bills are going to get their revenge. I really do believe it. And whenever I, I so say too. that against Patrick Mahomes, I am wrong. So hopefully that's not going to happen this weekend. But I don't know. I think putting them high, I think we got a chance to make up some big points. With I that. think so, too. I like where it heads at, and I'm excited to find out. And another thing that I'm actually really excited to find out about is how you're going to top my <laughs> apple cider advertisement um, earlier in the episode. So I'd love for right. you to tell us the second ad of this episode. Okay. Okay. Topping the apple cider advertisement. This week, six Making Waves podcast is brought to you by... Honey Nut Cheerios. They're Honey Nut Cheerios. Do you like to eat good cereals? If you do, you're in for a treat. Because Honey Nut Cheerios can't be beat. Honey Nut Cheerios. Available at your local grocery store. Two for $9.99. Get them today. Oh my gosh, that was unbelievable. I was really worried. Yes. Zip, yes. I'm zipping my mouth and locking it, throwing away the key so I don't start scrambling saying, Yahoo, Yahtzee, games, games, Cheerios, Cheerios. I was really, I was almost going to be say, saying, stop running on top, stop running on top, stop running on top. Stop, stop, that, stop. Back, that was, I saw you like kind of leaning in like, is she done or is she going to go off and just go crazy? <laughs> and two boxes for less than $10. That's actually really, really That's good. cheap. Family size too, I've Man, heard. I don't, did you write that down? Did you just read no. that or did you literally just do that off the dome? No, but I chose it because I was just eating Cheerios before. <laughs> yeah, you were... You, uh, a little side note, a little embarrassing side note. She was she was burping in the mic at the start of this. And uh, ladies r- right- do not burp. 
right in my <laughs> ear. Right, I almost left the podcast right then and there. So, shouts out to Honey Nut Cheerios. I think you have officially taken the the crown from the advertisement king. And I, I don't know. I need that. to I need to step up my advertisement game because enough that I was I, standing up because I could kind of bop back and forth. <laughs> you definitely have that like. The uh, West Side Story vibes on all of these now. Always. I kind of have like an older vibe of advertisements. Like I'm not like hip to the... I, one time I'm going to have to have you like drop a beat and I'll try and rap or something because... <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. I like that. But yeah, you're doing that rhyming perfectly and I'm over here going, apple cider, boo! It's because I extended. I was like, do 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 Then you had yeah. time to think about it. do do You literally were like, what's the ad? Meg, that was really, really great. That was Thanks. really good. I'm also, excited to, to listen. Be fair, to be fair, I have a lot more time throughout the podcast to kind of look around and take in my surroundings of what I've got. Well, I had all week to think about mine, and I uh, I panicked a little bit. So next week, folks, you're going to be it. in for a good one, I promise. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have two games left. And oh my God, we're already at an hour and eight minutes. Oh. And there's only 14 games this week. Here we go. Right. Classic Us. Classic Us. Sunday night, another great game. Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. And if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago when Dak got hurt, when the Eagles play the Cowboys, is this even going to be close? I would have said probably not. But I am kind of convinced that it's going to be. And I, right now, the Eagles are favored. And I honestly have like kind of a weird feeling that there's going to be an upset here in this game. But despite all that, I got to go with where the numbers are at. And the numbers are with the Eagles right now. I think that they've got a good chance to continue their hot streak. I think they're going to stay undefeated, even in an interdivisional game, which scares me so, so much, because these are the ones that I think the opportunities for upsets and all of these things coming out. uh, I don't know. I'm just scared. But I'm going with the Eagles. Big T, I'm going with you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Come on, Carter. Come on, Paige. I'm going to go with Philly. In this one, and I've only got them at one because of how scared I am of the Cowboys' defense. Got to give Cooper Rush the credit, as you mentioned, but I'm pretty scared of the Cowboys' defense. And to be honest, Philadelphia has not faced a super stout defense yet. This is absolutely going to be their hardest test. I agree. And shocking that we have both of these 50-50 Bills-Chiefs-Cowboys-Eagles games the same on both of them. Next to the Bills Chiefs, I had in front of these bound chicka wow wow. Next next to this game in front of these on my paper, I have damn because this game is going to be a eat your popcorn type of game. I am going to be Elmer glued to the screen for this one as well. So I hope I get my homework done prior to this game because I am not missing a snap. And yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see for both teams like what everybody really has. Like, um, I know. Some of the experts are saying, oh, Cowboys haven't really played anybody. Oh, Eagles really haven't played anybody. But Eagles are undefeated. Cowboys are 4-1, and one, and something's got to give. And this game is going to be like kind of their both of their first like really big tests. Um, I think it's going to be a really like kind of the opposite of the Bills' chief. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I think the Cowboys' defense is going to show up. I think the Eagles' defense is going to show up. And shout-out Big T. Uh, I think the Eagles are also going to stay undefeated like Max said. I have them a little higher at two, uh, but I think it kind of goes to show we got two and one that uh, we're not too confident in this one. So it's going to be an NFC East battle, and we're here for it. Love it. Absolutely. It's going to be a battle all the way to the end. Come on, Eagles. Don't make fools out of us. But, yeah, I, I agree with all that you had to say. 
And we have one game left for the week six. Again, I don't know how we took this long for only 14 games just because we just have so much fun together. That's we just love it. We just love this podcast. We just love just ripping it up together. Just the yeah. best. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure everybody else loves it, but hopefully. <laughs> they love it. They love it. They absolutely love it. Um, one team that we don't love at all. We have like the opposite of love for. We hate. We loathe them. Uh, the Denver Broncos, and they are taking on the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. Again, your game here. What do you have to say to Ross and those Broncos country less ride? Broncos, I hate you. Russell, I hate you. Don't get me started. Spooky season started early for us last Thursday, and my weekend is ruined before it even began. Obviously, greatest weekend at the wedding weekend. If anybody from that wedding is listening in, it really was a ball. Had a blast, but... Russell and those damn Broncos did their best. They did their best job at ruining everything for me. Um, I had a 3.55 wake-up call the next morning, and my arse stayed up into overtime expecting Russ to pick it up, get it together, win that game, and they couldn't even beat the, the lowly Colts. So Broncos, I think they are now even with the Colts as my most hated team. There's like the the little area of sludge over the swamp that there's like 10 feet of absolute shiz. And then below that is the Colts and the Broncos. So I don't know if it's something about horses or what this year, but if your team is in any way associated with a horse, you stink. And I'm not going to pick your team, even though I did pick the Colts today. (laughs) Broncos, I'm done with you. Let's not ride. Let's die. Well, that was a little, that was a little, uh, that was a a (laughs) little much. Nobody go dying, but Russell, like, man, he's just kind of, he's just kind of sitting down and, just being a bum. All that to be said, the Chargers, they have also been lacking a little bit from what people expected. I have no doubt in my mind the Chargers are going to win this game against a completely just useless, uh, talentless, pointless team. And I only have them at five. So that rant was, uh, that was a lot of bark, not a lot of bite. But any game with the Broncos or Colts, I really can't trust it. So I didn't feel comfortable going any higher yeah. than that. I got the Chargers finishing off the weekend where we win our Buco Bucks at a confidence level of five. Okay. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. I've got the Chargers. I've got them a little higher. I've got them at eight. Um, and I just am going to take a moment to rip into just Russ for a minute and the Broncos just because I've been waiting on this. There was, I don't know if you saw it, but there was, do you know who Kyle Brandt is from Good Morning Football? Uh, I do not. So he, he's a host on Good Morning Football. Great show, great podcast. Not as good as Making Waves, obviously. They just have all of the uh, NFL's money and budget, but it's fine. Either way, he was going on and on about how Russ is basically this huge poser. And I could not agree more. Honestly, he comes out of Seattle. He's got, I think he's got the highest paid quarterbacks contract right now. He makes double what Tom Brady makes. And I'm not even going to lie. He is a straight arse poser because he comes out of Seattle all these players all these other former players are talking shit about him basically that he didn't even carry the team he got all the credit for all of those wins like back with like the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch and stuff he got all this credit and people were thinking that he was just incredible quarterback and now he comes out of there and there was all this stuff in Seattle where they wouldn't let him cook they wouldn't, that was a whole thing. They wouldn't let Russ cook because they wanted him to throw it far, and all they would do is run, run, run in Seattle. No wonder why, because the dude stinks. He's doing awful stinks. in Bronco. He stinks. He's doing awful, awful in Broncos country. That's all I have to say. Let's not ride. Also, let's not die. 
But Russ, come on, man. I used to like you, dude. What are you doing? I used to like him, and I'm completely convinced that his wife is Sierra, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Sierra could go out there and do exactly what he's doing. Probably better. Probably. What did you have the uh, Chargers for, by the oh, way? That sorry. Ra- that ra- I, I have the Chargers, and I have them at eight. Amazing. I didn't catch my breath for uh, that from that little rant. I just had, I was just saving it for so long. So I think our fans, our, our wave riders, going to absolutely love that. We dug into them, and it was deserved. So yep. take that. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. But that is a wrap for this week. One last thing really quick. Bob and I play each other this week in fantasy football. And as we mentioned last week, we are going to be having some bets coming up pretty soon. So Bob had the great idea. He texted me earlier today. He was like, hey, we play each other. We have to come up with a bet. We are going to come up with a couple different things. Bob, I'll let you announce those. He is going to post them on Instagram. And we want you to vote on what you want us to eat all throughout next week's recording of the episode Bob, what are the peoples, the fine wave riders who listen to all of our podcasts, what are their choices to vote on? And I think it's officially official that wave riders are a fan now. We're a couple weeks in, we keep saying it. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so congratulations. Nice who was that, Blake? It was Blake. Nice Congrats, to know, Blake. Blake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so me and Mac, as you just alluded to, we play each other in fantasy for the first time. So we play each other twice. This is the first one. So our first head-to-head bet. And we decided a food one would be best because we want to do something that we can do during the podcast so all the fans can hear, you know, whoever loses our pain and add a little extra entertainment on top of our already entertaining shows. But they have we have four different options that we are going to let you choose from on a poll that I'm going to post uh, Friday morning on our Instagram page story. And the four options are chicken nuggets. Uh, the second one is, wait, what's the other uh, uh, savory one? Hot dogs? Yeah, so, okay, so chicken nuggets, hot dogs, uh, powder, donut holes, and waffles. So, basically, after I beat Mac in fantasy, whoops, after one <laughs> of us beats the other one in fantasy, we are going to look at the results, and whatever has the most votes, that person is going to have to have a very large quantity, and we're going to keep track of how many of whatever y'all choose is eaten throughout the podcast, and it's just going to be a ton of fun. We cannot wait. We cannot wait. There's going to be all sorts of noises and things that you hear throughout next week. It's probably going to take longer than this one did. I don't know how that's possible. But either way, thanks for sticking with us all the way. Make sure you vote on what you want us to uh, eat throughout the podcast. It's going to be Bob. So make sure you keep that in mind of what how much you want him to eat. And we can't wait. We cannot wait. It's been an hour and 18 minutes of pure fun. <laughs> Uh, we were both talking about how this was going to be our quickest episode of the year, and here we are, longest by 10 minutes. So, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love that you're still dragging it out. But either way, we'll let you all go. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>